When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome what was meant to be a special edition of Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurant. My name is Ben James. I'm joined as ever by the ever-present Nathan Blake, Paul Abandonato, and there's, there's an empty seat to the left of me, which was reserved for a very special guest, wasn't it, Nathan? Mr. Mohammed, yes. He's unable to make it due to other commitments and a bit of red tape and what have you, which is understandable. It's okay. I think, I think he said yes without checking one or two things first and uh, he, he's obviously a massive listener big lover and a big shout out to him so shame you're not here Jace yes it would have been lovely for you to see a top presenter in the form of Ben James <laughs> <laughs> well I tell you Jace what, what a, like that actually, I, maybe he, wouldn't, he didn't come because there's not enough room for the two of you in one team no no no, well, no none of that. Yes. let's get on to Cardiff City let's, not, let's talk about egos now which is Jace's yeah. first love I actually was referring to football because I view they're both a bit greedy <laughs> Well, we played together a few times and nobody else would get the... He's the only person I've ever played with who's greedier than me. Let's put it that way. So uh, enough of that. Let's move on to what matters. Okay, let's, let's move on. It's been a while since I presented a podcast. Neil Warnock's still manager, right? <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. Welcome to the world of uh, entertainment. Very good, very good. Let's talk about the new, new man then. He's uh, nicely settled in. Four points from two games. Yeah, I'll let Paul take it away. Paul? No, no, you can. <laughs> your, your podcast. <laughs> uh, listen, um, listen, I don't think, I said this last night, I don't think you can judge. Uh, there's no point in, you know, you, you keep an eye on things. You hope to see improvements. Um, tactically, I think, uh, obviously, he wasn't really involved with the Charlton game. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about that in a bit, but, you know, tactically, you just think to yourself, they need a lot of work. Um, and then last night, obviously, uh, good result. Uh, played okay. Um, not Didn't rip at many trees, but you wouldn't expect them to. He's been in a job just over a week, is it? Um, so you're going to have to give... Uh, the new manager time to adapt to adjust to get understand people people understand him the way he works what he wants to do uh, so these things take time so I would I said last night I think it, you've got to give it at least not to judge him as a manager but four to six weeks before you see some sort of change with it, within how we play or, or not it depends how he decides to approach it but if he's going to change things then um, you'll see it over the next, you know, for, by, by the early January, you should be able to see what he's trying to do, start to appear on the football pitch also. So, you know, like I say, good start, good win, good draw away from home. 
Uh, I thought it was significant Morrison not being a team. I thought that was a significant move. But um, that aside, we wait and we see. Um, what would I say about it? The club know my view because I've had conversation with them in private about it and it's this, that I think it's a very underwhelming choice. I think as he's the manager, we now naturally get behind him, as would anybody else. Whoever is in that hot seat, you have to back the manager of Cardiff City to start with. But it is up to him, because he won't have much of a honeymoon period, because he's seen as an underwhelming choice, it's up to him to very quickly turn around results. You know, which to a degree he's doing at the moment. Um, and so he's going to have to, you know, yeah, the ball is very much in his court. I think the club accept that, and that's a fair critique, I think, from me on the whole situation. Now, straight away, I've got to be honest with you, he went down in my, my estimation with his team selection at Charlton, where he's recalled Gary Medina, play Callum Patterson at 10, because that just indicates Route 1, which is the last thing Cardiff need. They need to move away from that, as we've said consistently on the podcast all season, Blakey. Absolutely. Um, to be fair... He's very quickly learned the lessons from that and put Lee Tomlin there against Stoke. Yep. Tomlin again just offering a completely different dynamic to anybody else in that team. Um, and looking stronger, Blakey, I've got to say. Whereas before, you know, it was very much in fits and starts, but he would then lose possession in a challenge with one person. He was actually getting past challenges of three people on against Stoke. So you can see that's coming with match fitness and confidence. Yeah. Um, we'll, probably, we'll probably touch deeper on those two yeah. in the second part of the podcast. Okay. Um, so, but I mean, it's 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 early days. He's drawn a game and won a game. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> he's had two. Uh, what, 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 he's yet what to lose one. Say? I know you just, I, I was off when um, Warnock was dismissed, Blakey, and I know you, you probably have caught tabs with them. Um, something you were saying on, on, on your excellent boot room show, but I really think this job should have gone to Craig Bellamy. Uh, it's it's pointless crying over spilt milk or whatever phrase you want to use, but Cardiff needed a completely new direction. Bellamy knows his club inside out. He's passionate for him. I think the fans would have fed off his passion and enthusiasm. He'd have brought through the academy youngsters, and I think it's a missed opportunity. However, we are where we are. They've chosen Neil Harris, who has experience at least, which Craig doesn't. And let's see how it goes. And, and of course, he deserves the backing of everybody, you know, to, for, to start with, because he, just as any incumbent in that job, would, would deserve that backing. But he does need to very quickly get results moving in the right direction. Yeah, and I, would, I, would, I wouldn't tend to disagree with you. What I would say is... Um, Makes a change. Like, uh, <laughs> well, 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 Bella's, you know, like we, when we touched on him before, I know, like, there's this, the thing that hangs over him with the bullying and what have you, and, you know, the club's got to be seen to be doing the right thing. But what I would say is, Bella's from a, a different era. Bella's, he, he, you know, what I would say is, I, I, I know bullies and bullies, and, and Bullies pick and choose their their, their people they bully. Can't Bellas imagine just, anybody bullying you, Blake. No, but I no, but, is, <laughs> but I know people. I haven't been bullied, but I know people are bullies. But Bellas is like a, he's a, he's he's very much the same. It yeah, could be a ten year old kid or a nine year old woman. He's just got that fuse. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, 
and I've I've seen him a couple of times coaching, good coach, uh, the way. And there are times where you have to be aggressive with how you talk, right? Because, you know, when you get the first team level, you can't say to the manager, oh, you know, don't shout at me or anything like that. So, you know, I think where you say it would have been a, a, a where you say it's a missed opportunity, I still think that Craig would have been better having a bit of time. And this would have, I think this would have come too soon for him. However, like I said on the last podcast, I think the best place for him is abroad. I think he go learn a different trade, learn a different skill, learn a different language, and then maybe, you know, if he can get a job or two, and then maybe come back into English football in three or four years' time. I think that's the best route for Craig, honestly. But um, um, what I what I would say about Neil Harris, he's a bit, like what I would say as well, it's it's it, it's clearly is is a bit of a burn on him, isn't it? Which uh, the, how the how it all ended at Cardiff City was um, it, well, you probably feel that he, he could have got more support. Put it that way. Anyway, look, as I said, we are where we are. What I would yeah. say about Harris is that. To be fair, you know, there were people saying to me, well, he's going to make Warnock look like Tiki Tucker with the football that he was playing at Millwall. To be fair to him, Cardiff have played far more on the ground football I was in, the, say, in yeah. the last couple of games, yeah? Looking at sort of the, the, the tweets from Cardiff fans over the last couple of days. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of it is still long ball, but, it, you know, I've seen a lot well, of Cardiff fans saying it's refreshing to see it, them play it, with the ball it, on the deck. And it is, but it just shows where we were under Warnock what you know Neil, Neil as I said before Neil did a brilliant job for a couple of years but he completely lost it this season and, and put in place a team that wasn't very good to be honest with you yeah you know, I agree full, of, full of and uh, the the microcosm of it was summed up for me um, in the last 20 minutes against Bristol City which were her, his last 20 minutes in charge of Cardiff City when he took off Tomlin Cardiff's one creative player and brought on Patterson, Cardiff 1-0 down, and it just became absolute route one, even by Neil's standards for the last 20 minutes, with Ashley Williams and, and the, the Bristol defence just stood up to the challenge. They ended with a 1-0 win, and, and I just thought there, you know, that just summed it up for me, that, that that was a microcosm, those 20 minutes, of what Cardiff have been this season under Neil Warnock, right? And I know we've discussed before Warnock ball on steroids, Blakey, which I think was a good phrase you came up with, mm. but that that was it for me. And at that moment, I thought, ah, a change is needed here. And to be fair to the club, a change was made. Whoever instigated that change, a change was made at that point, and it was needed because those last twenties, Tomlin. You know, it was nothing to do with the fitness because Tomlin had actually just run back seventy yards to stop Bristol City scoring. He they, they were through, and he was the one who ran back seventy yards when the defenders were up from a set piece mm. for an attacking set piece to dispossess a Bristol player and stop a second goal being scored. You know, yeah. and yet he's yeah. hauled off. I just find it mind boggling. I really did that you call off your most crazy player, bring up. I've got. I've one thing I want to make clear as well is I've got nothing against Callum Patterson. I think he's got incredible qualities for that team, right? But not as the 10. 
No, 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 Blake. You're looking at me with with raised eyebrows because you think I'm critical of him. No, I think he's. I think not. If, he, oh, if, no, he, no, if no. he plays, if he plays ten, you needed someone like when they had Bobby Reed. You need someone who's pacier to to run yeah. off him, like they did in that Fulham win yeah. last year. Well, yeah. he's, he's not. Had, he's, he's, like I've said, he's not a ten. He's not a I'd, nine. But no, but I yeah. can play in a ten. I'd, I'd have no issue with him at nine. You, you play need. if you play him as a ten. He goes for the aerial balls, which yeah. means you, you need a runner behind. I got no issue with him at nine. Funnily enough, Blakey compared to I certainly rather him than Medin. Come on to that in a moment, but um, I got no shame tonight. I'd have no wish with him playing centre mid, Blakey. I think he could do that role very combatively. I'm not even convinced he can't be a right back still, which is where he originally was signed for, the position he was originally signed for. <laughs> but but look, you know, so it's not a Patterson, but Patterson cannot play 10. That has to be, if they've got rid of Bobby Reed, that has to be Tomlin. And if they don't believe in Tomlin, as I said before, they've got to sign a proper playmaker yeah. for 10 in the January transfer window. With a striker Glatzel as you can't play Patterson because, you know, he's not a hold-up man. He, he likes to look forward. So you need someone who can also play forward with him, don't you? Which is Tomlin. <clears throat> It's funny how since Neil's gone, you now see the confusion in the signings. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? I've been saying it for a while. It, it just seemed to be signing people. There didn't seem to be no strategy in the signings because people were signing. Volks, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen Volks, can't make a decision, you know, what type of player he is, blah, 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 blah. I haven't seen him. So there was never some sort of plan into it just seemed to be more and more players if you've got a plan you you do not let Bruno Manga go right you build a team around that person in your defence how there was ever a question Morrison before Manga I don't know I, I even remember having the with Danny Gabs and he was trying to say that Morrison was more important than Bamba uh, you know, he's a central yeah. defender. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Do you know what I mean? Especially when you knew that Bamba was out for such a long period. Well, this was round yeah, exactly. when Bamba when, when, was when fit. You, we had yeah. this. We had this uh, uh, disagreement <laughs> with Danny, right? And it was just like, but the the, the whole thing. It it just, I and it's hard to be critical of your own, right? Because regardless of which, I'm a Cardiff fan, right? So it's hard to then be critical. But it's no point not, my mum used to say, it's no point keeping your mouth shut and then complaining when it all goes pear-shaped. You know, if you see it, say it. If they're offended, well, try not to say it in an offensive manner. Just point it out, which is what we try and do. Now, who we sign and how we sign is based upon the manager's philosophy. I will bang on about it until I'm green in the face. The club has to have its own philosophy and sign players and management that fit into that. If they don't know how, give me a call. I'm available. I'll help you. No problem. But start there because now you've got yourself into a pickle, which is going to cost a lot of money. All right. Yeah. The one thing that Neil got offended by was when I said it's going to take two to three years to change this around. No manager coming in right now is going to change this around overnight it's going to take a while first of all to get the team and the players that are available to play in a certain way right yeah. which is going to come away from long ball does that then lend, does that lend, lend itself to maybe Neil Harris even though he's not the exciting appointment being the right one because you well, know, I, we've said about Warnock on steroids is he the man to slowly wean them off that bite bite we don't know 
bring in you know more footballing qualities well, while we also don't know having that long ball. We don't know because suits he, the he played at Millwall and the, 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 the it was a very similar style to what Neil played. So we don't know. And then when people chuck at me, oh yeah, 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 but he didn't have no money. Well, Chris Wilder never had a lot of money at Sheffield United, and they play a certain way, which is what I call oh, Blakey, great football. Don't fall for that. Neil Warnock had a lot of money. Well, there we was, know we know that's, that. That's not we know that. We know that. We know that. Championship stands. He had a lot of money. Well, like four odd players he signed in um, three years in so terms, in terms of the Harris thing that you mentioned about weaning them off Ben it's a very very good point because that was in, at, the, at the time that the appointment was being made this is what a lot of Cardiff fans were saying that it's no good going for a Bellamy or a or a more purist manager because got we've got players who've got this way it can't play football but then I came back with them right and and I and off the top of my head now right I think you know I said are you telling me that that these players can't play football and I started going through them I, I, I mentioned Cameron Cox I mentioned Joe Bennett I mentioned Curtis Nelson Sol Bamba Marlon Pack Bakuna Stroke Riles to a degree Mendes Lang Junior Hoyler Lee Tomlin Robert Glatzel you telling me they can't play football Blakey those no, players. what I'm telling you is when you... It's a, it's you get rid of the mindset of long ball and those a, can play yeah, football all of them. that's easier said than done. Yeah. Right? This is the, what, what happens when you muscle memory is set and you're under a bit of pressure, you revert to type. Yeah. Right? That's just but all the point, of so what, better, but the point, so what you're better doing there is play into a similar type and just instill in the confidence. So well, what you Cardiff, bet, Cardiff what, have to play sort of hard and fast. You, what you do is get someone who understands... And first of all, that the players are going to respect massively, yeah. right? Because that's a big thing. Take it from me. When a new manager comes in, you might not see it outside, but in the inside, the first thing you're doing is looking and going, oh, is, this, is he up to our grade? I think that's what happened with Nathan Jones at Stoke, if I'm totally honest, right? Yeah. Is they were looking down at him as if to say, oh, you've only come from Luton. So they don't even give his, his, his coaching method a chance, right? They never put in, they're never fully buying into it. They'll say they will publicly, but in the dressing room, there's whispers around corner and all sorts, right? So what I would say is the reason why I said Chris Hutton from probably 18 months ago, maybe a year ago, was because, right, so Chris doesn't play the most expansive football, but he understands what I've got. I'm not at the Man United or Liverpool, so I'm going to play with some sort of reserved control sort of thing. So what I would say, he's a step on from Neil. His Brighton team, when he was there, played some good football. They played direct to Murray, right? But they played some good football once they got up to Murray. What I would liken it to is how Wales are playing right now, right? Direct to Kiefer Moore. Once you're in there, half of the pitch, then get it down and play. And when you got that confidence, then you can play from the back and what have you. If you want, you pick and choose when yeah. you right. So you don't, you're not Man City where you constantly roll it out, roll it out, roll it out. You no matter what, we have to roll it out. We pick and choose, right? That's the type of manager I thought going to Chris, but his professionalism and his knowledge, not just as a coach, stroke manager, stroke player, was huge. Right, huge, and I think he's never gone anywhere. And people haven't said he did a really good job. You kind of respect him more after he's gone, like Newcastle fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Brighton, we'll see what happens there. But you know, I thought he'd done a magnificent job for them. And I think if you're going to transition from Neil Warnock 
to a, I don't know, yeah. Pep Guardiola. A you don't want to be a Pep Guardiola. I'm not saying that. Uh, or a, um, I don't know, a manager that plays free-flowing. I'd say Klopp is more likened Liverpool. Yeah. They're not a keep ball like Man City. They're at it. They're quick. They're fast. Three quick attackers. One holds the ball up very well. Midfield runners going beyond... Fullbacks getting beyond, getting up, putting pressure. Good, solid centre-back partnership. Very good keeper. That is kind of like the philosophy we should be trying to build at Cardiff City. But I felt Chris Hewton was the best man that I could see immediate yeah. around to do, to take you, to transition you. If you're saying you start at stage one with Neil Warnock and you want to end at stage three, then, you know, We've tried to go from one to three before and miss out two. It doesn't work. You need that transition. You need some sort of continuity whilst you're going across. And I agree with Paul. There are players who can play more football. But the problem is they haven't been asked to for an awful long time. And they've been told, right, this is the direct form we play. When you're picking, Ben, when you're picking up Nathan, you just follow him wherever he goes. Well, you know those things dealing with rotation dealing with movement dealing with overlapping you can't afford to do that these days so there's so much that needs to be considered when you're picking the manager so we like I said you can't judge but we keep our fingers crossed that it it is the right man the example to look at I guess is the one down the M4 the the guy who replaced Hewton at Brighton the job he had before at a certain club Swansea hadn't played that you know the, the the well, good, Brighton the good, transitioned the good. to a more footballing yeah, style. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Away from Chris, because they felt at the end of the season of the Premier League, they were stagnated. I think so Chris, they've I think, gone yeah. to Potter I mean, and gone, right, we're going to... So that transition is fine, because yeah. Chris is like a middleman. Yeah. Right? If he's any, not let's be honest, too long born, he's end, not... The end of the season, Chris just became too risk-averse, probably. Mm. They, they just didn't yeah, want to take when you're not risk. picking up results, you understand. Exactly. What, what I say is, when you're not picking up results, you don't go expansive. You lock in and you try and nick... That's what yeah. every every manager will do. You know, whether you're Solskjaer, whether you're Klopp, whether you're, you know, you see Liverpool a couple of weeks ago before the international break. They couldn't do anything right. They ended up winning yeah, the game yeah. 2-1, but they sit. They don't let you, you know, they try and stop you from scoring first and then break on the counter. But then, like, the point I was making is obviously when Potter took over at Swansea, um, Swansea is traditionally a more sort of football-playing team passing, but they had a few managers where they hadn't done that. Graham Potter had loads of teething problems the amount of times they conceded goals from playing out from the back and that's a Swansea Cardiff maybe don't have the players to to, to sort of carry those teething problems at the minute do they? Well they have the experience if you look at Bakuna if you look at Pack, if you look at Rawls if you look at Morrison you look at Murphy you look at Mendes you look at Bamba you look at Bennett none of them are uh, no, Morrison may have the experience, Five but does he, does he have the appearances? Does he have I mean? the, does he have the sort of the playing style to if there's a high well, press? Well, that's where tactic. That's that's where you you work tactically. This is what I think Cardiff have been lacking. Right, I look at the Charlton goal, uh, which was it? I think it was the second goal, Leco or Leco. Yeah, Jonathan Leco. Yeah, I thought, like I said, you could turn the Titanic sideways and drive it down that middle of the pitch, and there was two of them. All right, Bakuna for me shouldn't have gone out. 
Kuna stay in the middle. Pack, you slow down the man that's coming towards you on the touchline with the ball. Slow him up. Give uh, Mendes, Bennett, um, Flint, give him all chance to recover. Hoylet, recover. So slow him down at that point. Once he passes inside, Pakuna, you do the same. Slow him down, middle of the goal. And then let go. You've got um, Peltier is too far on the right hand side still spread like we're going forward he needs to be behind where Bikuna was maybe 10 yards behind him next to Nelson and then you two take care of the runner which is Luco. instead Nelson goes forward Pack chasing Luco. Nelson's in no man's land easy to slip a pass by him uh, Peltier is too wide you could drive a, like I say, you could drive a, a Titanic down there. But unless you know those things, unless you see those things, you just think, oh, we got beat. No, 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 no. We, 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 we're, we're getting beat ourselves because of the lack of tactical work. Yeah. Now, I hope Neil is going in and identifying those problems from Charlton because he was at the game and is saying, right, lads, as a former player, I tell you, it's the most boring and mundane thing you do, the tactical work. But when it comes to Saturday and you're all in unison, you realise <laughs> that's why we do it, right? So we need to improve intensity in our passing, intensity in our pressing, intensity in our tactical, both in possession, out of possession. There's so much to do because I do believe that if you go on that where you're doing, say, two sessions a day for the next five or six, six weeks, I think by the end of December, January, you'd see a big change in Cardiff City yeah. and their approach and the way they set up and the way they play the game alright because you've got pacey players yeah. you've got centre forwards you've got midfielders who can pass in Bakuna Rawls and uh, Pack. so you've got creativity you've got wingers who can create and you've got defenders that can defend and you've got a good goalkeeper so you've got it it's just how you put it together and then when you put it together tactically right you know, like you think or well, professional footballers you should know yeah okay you can get you can chuck that at me all day but I tell you they don't <laughs> you know you have to work yeah. on it day in and day is, out is there day more in for, day out is there more for Harris to rip up defensively because of the sort of slightly un, unorthodox way that Cardiff defended under Warnock for, for such a long time with I just think you're a gonna, fullback you know drifting to midfield and then either one of the centre-backs yeah that can out, happen that that kind that, that was a deliberate thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, that that was, was Blackwell's plan. But, that's, but, but I call that in in modern day. I call that quite lazy, right? It's easy for me to say, just follow him, Paul. Follow Ben. If he goes to the toilet, go with him. That's what they would say in the nineties. They don't say that anymore, right? Because they know with Paul. <laughs> I hope they wouldn't. Yeah, uh, HR. Paul following <laughs> Ben, right? Is is just a decoy. He's not running yeah. there because he wants the ball. He's decoy running you for the other bend to come from the left back spot and run into the hole and uh, crucify you. So don't fall for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so they, they, that's what I'm saying is work to be done. And I, for me, they need to get up to speed with that tactical work. Okay, there we go. Paul's deep in thought. So we'll, uh, we'll t- take a little break and then we'll uh, come back and talk about uh, a certain two players who have made their way back into the team. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Okay, we're back on The Boot Room. Uh, Still just the two of us. Um, (laughs) That's a bit bit annoying. He'll he'll enjoy listening to that. Um, See, I said we're going to talk about... uh, 
Tomlin and Medine. I imagine thoughts are quite mixed on this podcast, so let's get into it. Uh, on, on, you know, bringing both of them back out the cold. Uh, no issue with Tomlin. Tomlin needs to be the player the team is built around under the tactical umbrella that Blakey just mentioned. There can be then the Tomlin maverick within it that knits it all together. Um, clearly, Harris sees something in Medine that Warnock saw in Medine in the early days. The fans Do you see, see it. The fan, well. Blake, he's had 24 games now. He came for six million and hasn't scored a goal. When I said mixed, (laughs) one good, one bad is what I meant. (laughs) That sounds really harsh, but those are the facts. You're the one who continually sits on this podcast and said a goal goal scorer's currency is goals. Absolutely. Um, Particularly when you've come for six million, which is a lot of money for Cardiff City. So we'll come back to what I said in part one, that when people say Warnock wasn't given money it's complete nonsense he was given a lot of resource yeah, for Cardiff City it, which, you, which you obviously you should have used it more intelligently um, so you know look it may be that Gary Medine suddenly flourishes and we see a player that we haven't seen hitherto at Cardiff City do you see that? <laughs> Silence is deafening. Uh, listen, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's difficult for me because I've been a, a, a former striker. Uh, I know what it's like when you go through a, a bit of a confidence crisis with confidence. All players do, regardless of what position. So you know, and it's nothing worse when you're bought to be the person putting the ball in the net and you haven't and you don't, it becomes very, very difficult, right? Not only, forget about running out to the fans, when you go home at night, after a Saturday night, Tuesday night, and you're thinking about maybe opportunities you should have taken, <clears throat> runs you should have made, or headers you should have won, or whatever, it, 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 it is it's soul-destroying. So our thing here isn't to jump on people, is to, well, see how you can resolve that issue. So. What I would say is, looking at Gary last night, for instance, I thought he put a good shift in. I thought he was really unlucky. Had a good run across his defender and, you know, keeper made a good save, right? Could have got his first goal. But I do think, you know, it has been a struggle for him. There's no doubt about that, right? And the, 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 the point I would make is, if we play direct football and he's a target man, and it's not working, you have to ask whether, right, is it time to cut your losses or do you go again? Now, Neil Harris clearly thinks, give this lad another opportunity. Paul is obviously on the side of probably cut your losses, right? But stranger things have happened and people have turned the minds of many people. I give you Ryan Giggs, right? A lot of people were calling for his head. I mean, as a player then as a <laughs> no as a manager a lot of people calling for his head same with Coleman a lot of people call it but they've turned around people's perceptions of how they are so 24 opportunities I know I can feel Paul's heat I can feel the look but I would still say look it is a lot of money so so in the- transition in transition maybe he's better suited to a more footballing team I don't think so I think he'd be more suited to a direct team 
and it hasn't happened. But personally, I would say, if I'm Neil Harris, I give it five or six games, and then I say, right, decision made, I'm off. If I'm uh, at the club and I've seen what I've seen over the last year and a half, I probably would have moved him on by now. I was a huge supporter of both Ryan Giggs and Chris Coleman myself, so I know what you mean because I was getting in the neck for defending both of them from a section of the Welsh fan base, um, both on social media, in terms of letters to me, phone calls, all Just remember, it's just an opinion. So, and, and that was just me, that was. And they are entitled, <laughs> they were entitled to their opinion Absolutely over Giggs and Coleman, yeah? yeah? I was firmly of the opinion that they would both be a success. Um... Unfortunately, I don't have the, fe- the same vibes about Gary Medine at this moment in time. What he does have going for him is there is a new manager who clearly has got belief in him. He must have something that, we're, as I say, we're not seeing hitherto to be worth six million. Um, yeah, that's and, not his fault, though. I, no, that's no, hard and, for a player and, when and you the, have to carry the, and the, the weight of a transfer fee. That's the, never your decision. The other thing is that no other striker has really put their hand up to say... I am the, the undoubted number, number nine. Yeah, I you know, agree I think that. Bogle's got the potential to do it, but it's not quite happening. It clearly hasn't happened with Glatzel. And that's why, do you know what? I think our best drag is Ward. I'd be inclined to... I, I, I don't think it happens with Ward either. I, I would be inclined to put Callum Patterson back up there. Of of those options I would say Ward's our best finisher and looks our most dangerous player when he plays in the nine position but I do think that they might have to buy again in January you know to get a centre forward but but here's the problem right Paul so that's that's part of the problem is we don't just go shopping how many how many many of the last windows have they gone and got a striker well you you just don't go shopping You, you know, I don't go to, you know, supermarket and buy, you know, toothpaste when I'm having a steak. It doesn't no, go together, no. does it? Caviar and, caviar and salmon instead, <laughs> don't you, in the Blake household? <laughs> or buy the most £50 bottle of wine. I'm trying to make cheap, the continuity you know? point, right? <laughs> so don't just go and buy for the sake of buying. Think to yourself, you're the club now. Don't just let the manager come and say, I need this, I need that, I need the other. The problem is, because of the lack of footballing knowledge at the club, they can't ask the question, was, well, okay, tell me how that's going to work. How is it going to fit in? You know, because there was many sign-ins uh, we signed over the last two years, and I thought, oh, how does that fit in? Like yeah. Murphy, I would say Murphy's more inclined to be in a team that plays a lot more football. He's not inclined to be in a team that plays, you know, uh, a route one. Well, it's as simple as that. Uh Reed was the same. It didn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? Okay, it's okay saying you know, I've got to have these players who do this and do that. But by admission, none of them played. Do you know? You know, uh, Reed didn't play. Um, what's his name? Tomlin didn't play. Yeah. You know, anyone who was what you would deem as Murphy footballers, you know, they didn't play as but, much as the, the power power pack players let me throw another one at you then because I actually just thinking about it I actually think the best little cameo I saw from a Cardiff centre forward this season was for 30 odd minutes or so did Cardiff get a player sent off against Birmingham I'm sure they did against who? Birmingham Uh, whatever anyway I'm sure Mendes Lang I thought it was Birmingham but there was a game this season where Mendes Lang played for 25-30 minutes up front on his own 
And to be honest, he did a better job than anybody else this season because he was big and strong. And of course, he was quick. So he was running in behind onto the balls. But you don't see that as a permanent solution, solution do you? Because you've, you've advocated like, Josh Murphy for that role before. It's like, uh, yeah, I thought Josh Murphy might have ended up as a nine watching him play. Mm. But that was before he came here. Now I've watched him play. I would say no. And Mendes, you wouldn't see that as a scenario? I wouldn't see that as a nine. We need a nine who's a nine. Is it worth Is it worth what you lose with Mendes as well? Shifting into to that role? Yeah, I just I just think Mendes is an out-and-out winger. I think he could cover as a nine. Um, but those sorts of things have, have to happen when you're young. You know, yeah. that transition. Once you get past 24, 25, you're kind of set. You know, there's not many people 25, 26 and go from you know, right wing centre forward or centre forward to centre mid or 10 or something like that. So that doesn't happen very often. But I, I, I see where Paul's going. I think as a cover, yeah. Can no, we just no quickly touch on the second part of that equation, which has been under under played here though, Ben, which is Lee Tomlin. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, you know, we Blake and I have consistently batted Tomlin's corner um, on this show this season. I think Warnock's treatment of him was abysmal to be perfectly honest with you when Tomlin needs to be built up and made especially when he's someone you buy the kingpin around which that team revolved and especially when they've got rid of Bobby Reid or Bobby Reid has left Um, and I you know it was interesting that Harris didn't pick him to start but he sent him on reasonably early against Charlton to rescue the game and he helped do that and to be fair he then played him for probably more minutes than Tomlin's had all season against Stoke before he came off in about the 82nd minute or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's chicken and the egg. The only way you're going to get that match fitness is to play the games. And I just really hope that they stick with Tomlin now. You could see when he came off, there was, it was different to when the other people came off against Stoke. There was a special love from the Cardiff fans when Tomlin came off. There was the chant of, you know, Lee Tomlin is a blue. The whole ground pretty much stood off because they appreciated that he offered something different to any other player. And I just hope that Neil sticks with Tomlin now and, and he can offer a spark and an inventiveness and a creativity. And do you know what, Blakey? A basic keep hold of possession that has been lacking elsewhere yeah but you need other players to do that and watching us at the moment that is something we've got to transition to one there was a moment last night where Bennett stepped in front anticipation great yeah over the halfway line inside the opposition he steps in front anticipates the pass gets it he's in motion looks up there's nothing ahead of him right nothing ahead of him now in transition what you've got to understand is Mate, you're as a striker. I remember Bolton, Colin Todd say all the time: as soon as you win it, bang, you're alive, right? You're looking to score within ten seconds if you can. So what I see often with us is we win the ball, we we give up possession a lot. We can't get past five passes without, you know, giving the ball away. We're not confident at the moment to pass the ball out. You know, there was a moment last night when Nelson. You know, the boys have had two or three passes in midfield, gone back to Nelson. He's just gone wham, straight forwards. I was in the first half and I could see them saying like, you know, they've got to be confident to play back into midfield and still, play still, wide. And still a zillion times better than it has been this season. Yeah, yeah, but which my say, point... Which says everything. Which was my point is, you know, you've got to have that confidence to be able to play through midfield and what have you, right? So 
you know, last night when uh, Bennett does what he does, you know, there's got people have got to come alive. You know, Mendes is on the right. He's got to come alive. He's got to be thinking right. I'm going to come across, try and act as a centre forward, make a run across, maybe in behind, kind of like Lico did against us at Charlton, get across and in behind for a goal. Right centre mid, right. Pakuna, boom, he comes alive. Tomlin, boom, he comes alive. Hoylet, boom, he comes alive. Everyone just comes alive and you're just trying to attack because you won the ball in such a good position that you've got to try and take advantage and at least end up with a shot on goal or a corner. And that is where I think, whereas before we would rely on throw-ins and corners to build possession, that is what we've got to start transitioning to. You know, sitting reading the pass, winning the ball, breaking stuff up, and then playing. Out you come, with pace, with pace, with speed, but with intelligence as I well. Know exactly the moment that you meant, because it happened midway through the second half. It was brilliant play from Bennett, who's become a big second-half player, by the way, Blakey. Mm. Seems to reserve his best for the second half. Mm. Sort of won that ball, centre circle, charged through a couple of players, and he got right to the edge of the box and just stuttered. Yeah. And, and the reason for the stutter would be what you're saying, that, that there was perhaps a lack of options nothing, for him. There was nothing for him. And yeah. he sort of went down and was hoping for a free kick. Yeah, and then they just got the ball but and anyway, played back out, played away. But yeah, it's and you know, transition these days is huge in football when you win it. You know, again, Cardiff only had 30-odd, 35% possession last night. 60% of their passes completed. You know, those are stats that you have to improve on right because if I got yeah. the ball and you haven't you can't score I always say it you know that's why possession is nine tenths of the law so they need to improve across the pitch but new manager new hope give it time let's see what happens I was going to say you said it before on the podcast it takes time to to bring that in you mentioned Ryan Giggs and what he's done with Kiefer Moore which is a way of using a big man to play as you say, in the right areas, you look at how Wales played in those last few games. They went up to the big man, win the aerial battle, or, and then you've got players around him who do come alive. Yeah. It's sure. not happening for Cardiff. I was going to say, surely that's what Yeah, Card- so I watched Medine last night for a while because I was commentating. And what I would say to Gary is um, there was probably five or six occasions I could count where the ball would come out, say, to the right, to Pelts, who's been superb, by the way, um, to Pouts or sometimes Bakuna's right side or sometimes Mendes Lang and they're looking they, as they look up they're expecting to see Medine either on the corner of the 18 yard box or on the corner of the arc of the right side of the 18 yard box right and he's not there yeah. he's on the far post right what I would say to Gary is start centrally all the time and just think to yourself I can go 15 yards left and 15 yards right but I'm always available and as soon as I come in and I get involved in that final third I get involved I give it or I pass it or and then I make my way to the box but what he's doing he's yeah. already waiting and if you look where Bakuna's goal come from it was exactly that it was a poor touch by Bakuna and then Gary does a lovely little flick straight back into his path because Bakuna, even though he's had a poor touch, he's recognised it's going forward, he might win it, let me make a run. It's that anticipation, that, uh, you know, it's funny how that snap, all of a sudden, both those players knew, bang, bang, from Bakuna's poor touch and it ends up with a goal. 
So it's those situations and things like that that have yeah. to become the norm. And Gary has to think to himself, rather than I'm going to stay and wait for the big one to the far post, I'm going to get across the near. I'm going to score six goals a, a season just by little nicks at the front post. Yeah. Right? So work not right width of the 18-yard box all the time. You can go five, six yards short either side, but you that's giving you like a... A, a good area to work in and coming short and what have you but he needs to get more involved more involved in the build up play as well as just thinking when a cross comes in I'm the target at the far post because the, the way that Giggs played with, with Kiefer Moore and, and the people playing off him and playing in the right areas that's probably how Cardiff played when it did click under Warnock is it just a case that that was never often enough because when you look at how Gig sets up you've got Aaron Ramsey who likes to you know make those late runs off strikers you've got Dan James with pace Gareth Bale Cardiff don't have the right personnel to play off the big man Lee Tomlin doesn't run off strikers he likes to sit deep so you're not getting that guy going yeah, past him yeah but you can have Murphy and Hoylett running in behind on Murphy and Mendes you, you you know there's ways to do it what you have to understand also Ben is when you're in possession of the ball this is something else with Cardiff when you're in possession of the ball what is your setup? You know, you don't leave yourself open to the counter-attack, which Cardiff yeah. constantly do. Because Wales have, like, jo- right. Joe, Al- Joe so, Allen. Right. It's so, like exactly. the wall, isn't it? He's the right. shield, him and Joe so, Morrell. Right. So when Wales go forward in the Kiefer and it gets played down and it goes out to Bale or Ramsey or wherever, there's still... Yeah. It's a calculated risk. Uh, well, you can get your full-backs forward yeah. or one full-back forward if you choose, either or, or both. But then what you have, you have that four quartet, you have that two midfielders and you have your two centre-backs. They can spread as a four, they can act as a square four, you know, but you have to understand that in order to keep possession, keep the opposition under pressure, when the ball comes out, like it did against... Um, our final home game my memory's Hungary against Hungary the amount of ball it was just like it was so easy because people go oh they can't get out but it's not it's the way you're set up you've pushed them back so far you've pushed their midfield into their back line practically either you or Kevin Radcliffe or Rob Phillips on the radio commentary because I listened yeah it was me saying you know like you were talking about how Wales can't sustain this press Yeah, but then the fact was they could because they weren't well they, it wasn't a press then because hung, it wasn't it's a press because press. You're, not giving, you're, you're, not just, giving, you're just yeah, knocking it out because you're not giving Hungary the ball to, right. to work with and if it. it goes over Joe Allen's head then it's falling to one of the centre backs yeah. who then gets it gives it to Joe or gives it wide so you're constantly playing in the opposition half Cardiff need to get to that at the moment that gets done to Cardiff a lot Yeah, I don't, I don't think the analogy is an apt one anyway Ben because it was, and Ryan knows my views of this because I was sharply critical in the summer because in the summer he was playing Dan, a mix of Dan James, uh, Harry Wilson and David Brooks up front in the defeats to Hungary and and, and um, Croatia. And not only was that not fair on them because they can't play that role, it, you know, that you need, you know, it also negated their very strengths in when they've got ball to feet out wide or, or in with, yeah. with facing play. They can't play with their backs to goal. It's not fair on them. And then lo and behold, he did the damn same thing again um, when Cardiff played Azerbaijan <laughs> in September. <laughs> this time with Tom Lawrence up front. It's the same scenario. Yeah. And well, it's like the yeah. false nine. And it? it's like, you know, 
it's like a you know you could see this car, Wales needed a proper centre forward exactly. and I was for me Gareth Bale had to play there if he wants to keep his best players in the team but failing that I was arguing look this goes against the grain but they're going to have to have Sam Vokes there because they need the sum of the parts they need to the work. platform right? they need a platform and to then play off. a light bulb Absolutely. moment came exactly. in a friendly against Belarus and Kiefer Moore who I barely heard of up to that point came in did well and it sort of all kicked off from there. And what, what he's doing is he, he's holding the ball up and he's occupying two centre-backs, which frees up Dan James and Gareth Bale to have one-on-ones with the full-backs mm-hmm. and Ramsey in the last game, as you say, to run beyond. Now, it clearly has been needed. I, I think my fear is that Kiefer will be found out quite quickly at international level, but we'll see because you can't take that physicality away from him. He seems to... Rise, step up listen it's pretty simple but better centre back should should know if there's, there's a, a higher if, quality if I remember playing against Nesta and, and Cannavaro was different to playing against other yeah. centre backs because they are so clued right your intelligence level yeah. has yeah. to yeah. your intelligence level yeah. has to go up on how you're going to play how you're going to make know, moves against but not, not that Kiefer Moore's got a bad first second touch but a, a smarter centre back there knows you don't you don't take him on physically you drop back you give yeah. him a yard yeah well it, you, the, you don't the take both, the man on the in the air t- the <laughs> both games he's played and had or three games he had worldies in every they've had one centre back was dropping and one centre back was going for the fight right now if you've got any common sense I played centre back for one year got any common sense you get yourself in a position where he cannot grab you and feel you and hold you yeah nothing worse for a center forward when he's not sure as the ball's traveling towards him whether you're going to come around him step in front of him come to the side of him or wait to attach yourself last minute it's nothing worse because he's feeling you now what those center backs haven't realized is that you know they're playing right into his hands but for Kiefer it's quite straightforward the ball comes up to you you get on your chest you fight him. Well, you don't need skill to fight. Well, it is a skill, but you've been doing it all your life. And so he's, he's you blessed him. with the... You get it down and you pass it to one of your teammates. Or you go to the side, you pass it to the winger. Straightforward, then make your move to the box. That's what I'm trying to say about Medine. Involve yourself in the game, come out of the game. Don't stay out of the game and wait for the cross so, to come yeah, into so, you. So what Involve I'm, yourself in the game, become a part of... You are the platform they have to play off. So I'm saying that Cardiff have had that physical centre forward. They've they've got those those players there, but for whatever reason they're not playing. It's not working. Well, that comes down to coaching. Forward. That yeah. comes down to tactical work on the training ground week in, week out. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying like they were still having a day or two days off a week sometimes and things yeah. like that. So more Cardiff are not in blessed with that. Cardiff's, Position Cardiff more, they need forward, the drill. Cardiff centre forward doesn't have the luxury Moore has of holding the ball up and freeing James Ramsey or Bale. But of course, it's at a low, much lower level. And at this, whoa, at the, whoa, 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 I can't let you get away with that. You know, you, you, you've got Junior Hoyland. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You've got at, this, at, at the lower level, you've got they Murphy. can do it. It's not lower level. Well, of they course could, it they, is. It's not international football. Well, what are you saying? Those three play. couldn't play They're not well. playing against... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're no, saying those three no, couldn't I'm play at the international they're, level? They're not, playing against, they're not playing against Dijon. Or for Ireland. The, the Cardiff centre-forward is Oilet, not Oilet's playing Canadian. against Dijon Lovren and Croatia's centre-backs. Or, or, you know, it's a completely different level. But at this level, there's. I'm saying there's no reason why it shouldn't work. 
the, the basic principle of hold the ball up and free the wingers I should think, work. I think, I think I'm agreeing with you on that. I think you're both on the same side. Okay. <laughs> I think you're 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 trying to pick an argument here that doesn't no, doesn't doesn't doesn't. I thought you was dissing the. I thought you was trying to diss the championship players and saying like they couldn't play at that level but like okay, no I'm I saying at this point. level yeah that that they're, they're clearly not of the quality of James Bale and Ramsey mm. but at this level there's no reason why that basic ethos of center board holds ball up gets into play gets the wingers flying yeah. beyond the defenders there's no reason why that can't work but for whatever reason it's not working or it hasn't been yeah because it's not, I would. I Nathan would Blake in agreement. Shocker. I would, I would say because it's not. <laughs> I would say because they're not drilled enough on it. That's all it comes down to, right? Which it's is drilled, which is a concern which, when that was. We've the best, most we, effective attack Warnock had. Even even in even in the Premier League, we were yeah. saying like final third. You know, where are the ideas where you yeah. give people little patterns, but then you say right, you know, whatever comes to mind, Paul, you see, you play. Do you know what I mean? But. There's that's never seemed to that's why we haven't had a striker or strikers who've scored 10 plus goals for uh, well when was the last one to score more than 10 goals so, so I guess the question is can Robert Glapsell fulfil that role uh, you know let's not forget about Glapsell who came well, I don't think he can money. because he doesn't play back the goal he plays facing goal doesn't he, he he's not he's more of a facing goal uh, centre forward I would say if the quality of the ball up is is good, then there's no reason why he can't. He, yeah. he might not, you know, he might, and you can grow with confidence. You look at someone like Tammy Abraham, who's not great with his back to goal, but over the goals of giving him that confidence and also what it does, it makes the defender think, oh, I'm not going to get too tight at times. So they give you that space because yeah. of, you've got eight goals to your, your name, nine goals to your name, 10 goals to your they give you more respect. So he could, what I'm saying is, he's not, that's not his, his natural one game, I yeah. wouldn't say. So, yeah. So what was the, the end result in that? Was it Tomlin, yes? Medine, oh, yeah. no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did digress. Uh, well, Paul was on it, wasn't he? He was saying yes to Tomlin, most definitely. And I suppose the most fitting statement is no, whoever Medine. the striker depends on who can play best with Tomlin that, that's probably the given now is it what I'm saying is I want Medine to show something that hasn't been hitherto with Cardiff City and let's hope that that can come through under the new manager okay there we go uh, we'll take a little break again and then we'll be back with some Ask Blakey Okay, we're back with Ask Blakey. Uh, massive thank you for your questions. Much appreciated. Let's get straight into them. First one comes from Hugh on Twitter. He asks about Joe Bennett's form. Does, right, a prof- does a professional need pressure on their place to perform at their best? Uh, could you just repeat that question? Sorry, Ben. So Joe Bennett, talking about Joe Bennett, does yeah. a professional footballer need sort of pressure on their place competition in, in order uh, to perform at their best? Yeah, um, the pressure is not just from okay I'm a centre forward Paul's a centre forward it's not just the pressure coming from Paul it's my pressure to go out and perform in front of 20,000 fans it's pressure to score goals it's pressure to keep hold of the ball bring people into play we well most of us thrive on pressure that's why we love it it's, you yeah. know, it, we, that's, that's a professional sportsman and it's, it's hard it to stay on your own absolutely yeah yeah so it in answer to the question, yeah, you do need pressure for places as well. Competition is healthy. A bit like 
Paul Abandonato and Jason Mohammed in a five-side football team. Saying, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah. We played together at the Millennium Stadium. I should have you now. Okay, okay. Big, big five-side bitch. I told you. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, next question another from Twitter comes from the Blender coach our Blender the uh, Blender they ask about the future of Bamba and Morrison will they be able to adapt to Harris oh Harris plays what you would say very similar football to Warnock so I've seen I can only go off Millwall yeah alright I can't take judgement now for what he's doing now all I can do is from yesteryear so you know, if he plays that way or intends to go a, a different direction, I, I, I still think uh, Bamba's the best centre back at the club, without a shadow. Yep, I'd uh, I'd agree with that. Okay, Christian Jones writes, Christian, um, do we need to start clearing out Warnock's lumpers? Uh, brackets Patterson, Flint, Bogle to start uh, evolving to a more passing game that would suit Glatzel, Ward and Tomlin? Yes, I would adopt uh, if the new manager wanted to sign players, it would be under these conditions, a two out, one in, because the owner, I think, is spending too much money. Okay. Uh, so two out, one in, and then also you're going to have to convince me how that's going to, how that player is going to fit into what you're transitioning to right because I think Neil Harris is saying himself oh we're going to play more football so there's going to be a transition from where we were to where we're going so it's no point you then coming to me and saying I want to sign A and I know at Millwall that boy plays only a certain way or has played a certain way and I haven't seen any evidence of him playing any other way so um, that would be the stance I would adopt two in two out one in and also convince me how that player is fitting into your not just today but going forward next season in transition and when earlier in this podcast I mentioned fans talking about well it had to be Neil Harris because Cardiff haven't got the players to be able to play football and I went through nine ten players who can play football and you jumped down my throat um, again um, um, about, about, about muscle memory and things like that which is a fair point yeah? yeah what you didn't mention was how I subtly left out a number of players mm-hmm. um and some of them are Warnock signings that I don't think can play football. Have terrific strengths, suited the Warnock way of playing, but if Cardiff are to evolve, I think maybe some of the points that Christian makes yeah. there are... Do you, do you take umbrage with the fact that Bogle was mentioned as one of those? Cause I don't see that with Bogle. I think I Bogle, say, you Bogle's, said one of the... Bogle's got ability, I think. Um, I don't see that with Bogle, to be honest with you, but you know, if, if others do, fair enough. Listen, Bo- Bogle's go. not Kenneth Zahor. Bogle's not Ian Rush or Sergio Aguero. Suddenly, when you say he's not Kenneth Zahor, genuinely just, trying to figure just, out if it's a good or bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> tell me, is that a good or bad thing? And then I remembered what podcast I was on. It's not gone too well for Kenneth. <laughs> I just felt uh, he offered a better option than Cardiff's other centre forwards. Personally, I mean, there's only there's only one yeah. striker who's doing well at West Brom. That's uh, who's that? Certain Welshman, isn't it? Hal Robson Carney. Hal Robson Carney. Charlie Austin's Charlie Austin's struggling for goals. Any as is questions Ken. for Blakey? Uh, I've already drawn up a release squad. I've got it on my phone. A. There's question marks. 
on some and some that I would definitely be looking to move on. But who were they then? Well, I'm not going to say can, can it because it's, it's it's not fair. But I, 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 I us, that question was a li- that question was a very good question. Give us tantalising glimpse and glimpse into. I'll show you once we come off air. No problem. Oh, that's a that's teasing, isn't it? Okay, uh, one last question. A bit of a thinker. Um, don't know who it's from. Matt didn't write down who it's from, so we'll... are you doing? Who it's from? Yeah, whoever it is. Thank you for the question. Uh, any future for Bobby Reed at Cardiff? Scored last night. Bobby Reed. Yeah. Um. Well, that was a bit left field. I thought he was. Uh, well, it's because he, he only went on loan. It's loan, isn't it? That's the reason. What's his, what's his contract? Well, I, thought was, I thought he had signed for full. Well, it's 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 a ten million. It's a loan with a view to a ten million pound deal. Yeah. So I suppose there was always a. a gl- who was the question from? There was a it glimmer. Was nobody. All right, there's a glimmer of hope from no you that Bobby Reed could actually come back because yeah. technically you recall a loan player. I suspect that's what the. Uh, okay. That's what the question. So about. the question, please again. Well, he hadn't been involved any, with any, any future for Bobby Reed at Cardiff. There's always a future. You know, you never know what the future holds, Ben. It's as simple as that. And if Cardiff were... Look, he's probably signed a five-year deal at Cardiff. Was he had 18 months of it? Something like that. Yeah, Yeah, another year. You know, end of this season. Look, in the next season, uh, things have transitioned a bit further. Why not? It's, It's a possibility. I would never write it off and say, no, he's too good a player to just say, you know, write off and see you later. Uh, you know, the only sadness is we never got to see really anything of him. No. Okay, I think that's that's it for the question. So last point to touch on is uh, the match this weekend. Neil Harris is third in charge. Mm. Little trip to Nottingham Forest. Yeah, tricky game. Really tricky game. You know, great club, good manager at the moment. Uh, decent team yeah. you know where he thought at one point I thought automatic um, but it was early on in the season um, but you know regardless of where I think where they are the, where they are in the league it's always going to be a difficult place to go and win yeah. Nottingham Forest so anything out of that game is a, is a big bonus a win would be huge so prediction <laughs> yeah come on I've been away from this podcast for a while, but I know the format. <laughs> uh, prediction. Prediction. I'll go. Um, uh, just remind me. Can you remind me where Forest are in the league at the moment? Like seventh, something like that. Yeah, I know. They, they ran playoffs, didn't they? Uh, um, I think we'll struggle up there. I think it'll be difficult. Uh, but I'll go 1 1. That's, that's not that's that's your heart not your head your head is indicating defeat for Cardiff City there no Say I what think, you really think no 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 I, I, I'm, I'm actually it's not saying, like you to hold no, back no, no, Blakey no. I'm actually thinking with the players we we have to hand at the moment we've got a draw at Charlton a win at home you know they're only a couple of points couple of places above you it's not like you're taking on someone who's like flying high like a Leeds or West Brom um, so there's not a lot in the two between the two teams. So that's why I'm kind of 
going with the draw option rather than okay, they beat enough. us or okay. we beat them because I don't see a lot between the two Ben what do you think that way um, oh, there's a very good chance I won't be on this podcast next week so I'll go 1-0 for us okay <laughs> good Get show it. it's, been a, it's <laughs> been a really good show hold on a minute he's lighting fires and then he's off ski he's a fire starter come on mate what's your prediction do you know what Oh, just mm. give me your prediction. No, there's context to it, and I'll say why. Because <laughs> I know you'll be a little bit dismissive of this, but sometimes you get bogey teams in football. Mm. Oh, Tot- I agree with that. Tottenham yeah. never win at Anfield, for example. Belgium, like, um, Wales. Belgium, Wales. Yeah. And Cardiff, a Forest bogey team. In the last 12 meetings, Cardiff have won 10 of them. You know? Okay. Home and away. Home and Cardiff away. Cardiff leads. Mm. Cardiff leads yeah. another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so on the base of that, I'm going to predict a 2-0 win for Cardiff at the city ground and the away duck to be broken. And, and, and you said a draw and he said you're going with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I take his prediction. There we go. Every day. There we go. That's it for this podcast. Um, back again next week when I think Glenn will hopefully be back in the hot seat and catch all the latest Cardiff City news on Wales Online. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Thank you.